welcome, welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us on the show All Roads Lead to Ohio uh, with uh, your two favorite white guys, John and David. And we're here to talk. We're talking about flight, baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The power of flight. That do anything for you? It's levitation, Holmes. <laughs> uh, it was it was a little bit of it was a little bit of Wonder Boy there. I like it. All right, John. So I uh, I was thinking about this earlier this week because I really enjoyed learning stuff about um, some of the other things I didn't know about these stories with uh, with flight and how it started in um, Ohio. And we all know about the Wright brothers. Everybody should know who the Wright brothers are. But like, I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. man, like, were our history teachers paid to make history boring like everything that was tested when when i was in school it was like you had to know all these dates and it was like oh what yeah what you know when did the war of 1812 start and it's like who cares <laughs> i i don't need to know the dates i can look up the dates in three <laughs> seconds on my phone like the cool stuff is like what else was going on what was going on in the world why did these things happen and um yeah i don't know how testing for history class was just so crappy it was bad and you know and i agree like the impression of of what happened in his in history is supposed to be it's supposed to impress upon you what's happened and the importance of these things and the real like history is is telling human stories you know and when you teach it like you're teaching a textbook it gets so shitty it's so boring dude that's why that's why i hated history as a kid too like my least shit in middle school it was my least favorite i hated that so much it was so boring my my weird brain i had to come up with all these wild like strategies just to remember all these like rote memorization dates to remember what they went with and that was literally what i remember like studying but you know what I don't remember any of those fucking dates now. No, not a one. <laughs> and the things that I remember most clearly are like the history, the stories of history that really impress on you. And that is like the most fun I've had in researching this stuff is because it's like, oh, you know, I didn't really learn a lot about this particular thing. And then you dive into it and there's like really interesting, like human stories with these like very flawed individuals who end up doing really interesting or bad or great things and it's you know that's definitely the story of all these people who are simultaneously in different parts of the world all around the same time trying to achieve you know the the miracle of powered manned controlled flight yeah it's been uh it's been a dream you got like uh you got like um (laughs) the da vinci drawings and like you have all these things yeah. like people trying to put on wings and like bullshit that just didn't work <laughs> love that not even literally close. icarus um yeah icarus <laughs> what i mean how far back literally. does that go so we've always been dreaming a flight oh yeah but yeah we all know the birthplace of aviation baby ohio the <laughs> state of ohio and oh, our boys right. orville and wilbur <laughs> great names man Love, love that those two nerds really put Ohio on the map. So, Dayton, Ohio, just be specific. So, if, if, uh, so which one was the nerdier one? Do you, do you know? Um, Who was the older brother? I don't, was, was it, was it Wilbur? Yeah, it was Wilbur. That's right. I, yeah. 
Yeah, I thought it was Wilbur. Um, so Wilbur's the older brother, and he's the one that's like the super nerd. And as many brother yeah. situations go, Orville's just like, whatever you want to do, build me something. I'll go jump off a barn. I'll go fly. I'll I'll go you know test out this new motorized bike. That's right. They were uh, the first yeah. people really to make a motorcycle, um, a rudimentary one. They were actually super metal. I know I called them nerds like two seconds ago, but dang. These guys were hardcore. They were out here making the first biker gang. Literally, two people is the minimum requirements for a gang. <laughs> I have heard they that. They were out here making the first motorcycle gang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. So we got these we got these dudes just trying to trying to make stuff and they're making bikes and they're making bikes better and they're racing bikes and Orville's bragging that he's like the fastest person on a bike in the world and all this stuff because he's kind of the one that's Dang. a little bit of the uh, the adrenaline junkie, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you you could say that, I guess. Uh, <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's I mean that's how they started, right? They were building bikes. They had a little bike shop, and then they were like, you know, there's this whole thing where all these cuckoo bananas you know, 1800s dudes are out here trying to build whatever crazy contraption to try and, and achieve human power, human flight. And they were like, you know, let's try our hand at that. We're, we're really like assiduous, fastidious people, really great at record keeping. Like, let's just build a, a plane and keep every single paper about it that we you know, take every single picture we can. They they were literally like documenting every single thing as they went, which is why it's like, also why they were very not uh, contested. You know, after after a while, because they had so much evidence that they actually did it first, which is crazy. Yeah, so they they build these first. They got to figure out how to like make something float. You know, so they're building these gliders and and. Wilbur's like, it's going to work. And Orville's like, literally, he jumps off. Like, the first big one was like him jumping off of the barn and like trying to float, <laughs> seeing how far he can float in this glider down this, you know, embankment towards this creek. And then they're like, all right, nice. let's put a motor on this sucker. <laughs> Take the motor from the motorbike and put it on the plane. But it's so cool. It's so cool to, you know, um, to see their process. I'm trying to learn lift and uh, figure out how to make oh, some yeah. wings that move so that they could do this. And um, and I what blows my mind is this is like this like what 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 do what day did they officially, you know, fly? It's like early 1900s. Again, dates not that important. Real early 1900s. And then we turn around and like 20 years later, we've got World War One kicking off and mm-hmm. we got planes. Like 15 years. Oh, 12 we years got later. planes in World War One already, mm-hmm. which blows my mind. Right. <laughs> if you look at the the next couple like iterations of the right flyer, it's like it still isn't that much different than the very first one. It's a little different. But then you went from that in like. 10 years to the planes that were like flying over the battlefields in world war one and europe who were spotting for artillery and then they were like oh let's put a fucking gun on that and then time it with the propeller on the front yeah baby uh, that's 
that's america at its finest innovation <laughs> how do that's we put right, a man. gun on that how do we put a gun on that thing uh yeah, it's pretty crazy. All right, so it's like 19, 1903. This is the only date we want to try. Mm-hmm. We'll try and keep low on the dates. Nineteen o three, boom! They got their <laughs> they got their plane. But you mentioned so there's uh, there was some controversy early on. There were some other people trying to take some claim on the uh, first flight. Dude, uh, there were in fact there were a few other people. So so when I say there were a few other people. There was like a ton of people who were all <laughs> trying to like fly at the same time. And when people mention the word airplane, you know, there was a, a very broad definition for what an airplane was. So it didn't initially mean like manned, sustained, controlled flight. Bingo. An aeroplane in 1903 definition, in 1903 terms, an aeroplane, uh, and this is where a lot of confusion came, like, years later, too, when other people wanted to, like, resurrect this, <laughs> the specter of this guy who was, like, a contender for first in flight. Uh, people misunderstood how people were using the word aeroplane <laughs> over 100 years ago. It could It could mean an actual airplane, like, a plane that... Uh, you know, a thing that flies that has an engine and wheels and you can power it across the three axes, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, and so, but in 1903, it could mean that. It could mean just a glider. It's literally something that you, you push off a hill and float. Uh, or it could be a working model airplane. Or it could just be referring to the wings on any of those things. Like that's what airplane could have meant. Um, but yeah, it's uh, so the, the the Wright brothers uh, sold uh, quote military aircraft to you know to the U.S. government like a handful of years later after they make make their first flight. Oh yeah, which of course we all know happened in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. It it surprises <laughs> me. I don't know how many inventions we talk about where they were invented. Like where was Thomas Edison when he made a light bulb? Where was Alexander Graham Bell when he like did the whole telephone thing? Uh, I don't, I don't know, but Kitty Hawk, Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, right? It's where we, where they first flew their aircraft. Yeah. Because obviously they had a, a shack on Kitty Hawk, you know, sand dune where they did all this research and experimentation prior to, to launching the plane. Yeah. So, so totally, it means that flight was invented in Kitty Hawk. So it, it, it really chaps my ass when I see the North Carolina license plate (laughs) say first in flight. Just really gets your goat. I mean, it burns, burns me up, man. Cause come on, first in flight, get out of here. That's like saying that every gold medal that was won in the winter Olympics was like Beijing's gold medals. Like, no, just cause it happened <laughs> right. there. doesn't mean you get to claim all of it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it, it is ridiculous, but you know, what's even more funny <laughs> is so that, that, uh, that feud was happening in the 2012, 2013 timeframe, you know, Ohio and North Carolina are just like, Oh, fuck me. Fuck you. Like, 
we were first in flight. No, we were like, blah, 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 blah. And it's literally just like a bar brawl between Ohio and North Carolina and they're fighting. And then Connecticut stumbles drunkenly out of nowhere and like, and is like, guys, 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 stop. Listen, I was first. Wait, wait, you don't even know. Why was all this fight happening? Was this the quarters? Was this because of the state quarters? Because there was was a thing because they put those motherfuckers put it on their quarters too. They both, we both did. (laughs) They put it on their quarter. We put it on our quarter and we looked like an idiots because they couldn't figure. It's like, oh, we can't figure out where they discovered flight. Yeah, they're trying to move in on our stuff. Like we've got. They really I mean, did. if you've ever been to Dayton, everything is named after the Wright brothers. Am I right? You're not. You're not wrong. I mean, I still bank with the Wright Pat Credit Union. Right. It's like that, and then um, like everything has like Wright brothers. There's like all this shit. I went to Wright State to University. Wright State University. Uh yeah. My brother. Yeah. So many things lived have right in the name uh, right by the uh the dayton airport which has a model of the right flyer inside of it because it was built on the field where they used to have like their barn that they flew the first glider off of yeah there's all the roads there's of course the air force base that brings half of everybody that lives in dayton to dayton to begin with (laughs) And I, I remember, right. I mean, that's why that's why my family ended up there. That's my granddad, my pop-up, worked at Wright Pat uh, Air Force Base. Yep. That's right. Um, and he never would admit to me that there was um, an alien or an alien spacecraft in the basement. I knew you were going to say that. Uh, I knew. I it. asked him. Which, which means they're definitely. I ones. asked him. I right. mean. He was, was. <laughs> he was he was he uh, was he was telling me stuff, but he had all these special clearances. So I was like, "Come on, Pop Pop, I know." Man, and he's like, "Well, no," he said, "No." Although now all this stuff came out, so who knows? Maybe. Yeah, I think I think it was there. Are implied, these there yes. are these Air Force videos now, so a, a tacit yes, but he had to say no. We 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 get it, Pop Pop. He you took had that to say secret no. with him to the grave. Yeah, <laughs> he was a company man. So wait, yeah, let's rewind. Rewind Rewind the tape real quick. Rewind the tape. Oh, yeah, rewind the tape. (laughs) What is Connecticut trying to pull here? Connecticut, dude. So (laughs) literally Connecticut like stumbles up in this like (laughs) bar brawl and is like, guys, shut up. Listen, neither of you are first in flight. It's not the Wright brothers. You're totally wrong. It's a guy named Gustav Whitehead. And (laughs) this guy... Totally flew a plane for like miles in 1901, and you guys miles just miles yeah, supposedly miles in 1901. Like seven okay, miles. all right, cool. So like, and they're like, yeah, he totally did this, you guys, and you guys just you just you just crap on me because I'm one of the smallest states, and you just don't listen to me, you don't take me seriously. But guess what? Gustav Whitehead totally flew this plane, and. It totally really happened, and only, like, two people saw him do it. And one of them later said they actually didn't see him do it. And the other person was like, oh, the story that came out in the, like, Connecticut Herald uh, was actually completely made up. Obviously, because it's not yeah. like he did it again. What, do you, what, you figured out how to, how to do physics all freaking awesome, and then what? What happened to him? 
Dude, ex well, that's the whole thing. Like, all these scholars are like, are you shitting us? Like, he found, he mastered the art of powered manned flight, <laughs> apparently. And then it was like after 1901 when he supposedly did this, then he like came out with like these other designs and none of them worked. None of them actually yeah. flew. Yeah. They would never left the ground. I'm sure he also made a perpetual motion machine. <laughs> right. It's like the one guy, this one aeronautics curator of the Smithsonian National Art and Air and Space Museum. He was like, the machines, this, this guy, Zitface, zit Whitehead, sorry, built after 1902. It does sound, it does sound like a really bad nickname. Like you would have gotten in high school or man. something. Like, hey, Gustav Whitehead. Hey, Whitehead. <laughs> be really rough. That was me every oh, every time we had picture day. I was I showed mm -hmm. up as Gustav Whitehead. It's like really, <laughs> yeah. just here. Take my sixteen step skincare routine can really help you. Never got past step two. We will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Clark Gable. He was born in Caddis, Ohio, and frankly, my dear, you should give a damn. And now, back to the show. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no, um, so, yeah, yeah, it's Tom Crouch is this aeronautics curator, and he's like, why did he depart from a basic design uh, that he claimed had been successful? Are we to assume that he forgot the secret of flight? And that's the whole thing is yeah. like... Scientific American, yeah, and then Scientific American comes out with this huge article. This is all like in, back in uh, the 2012s. This is this because this it's a uh, because yeah. people in Connecticut they got nothing else to live for, so they're trying to claim our flight. They had nothing else yeah. to live for, David. In in that in 2012, Connecticut legislatures passed a measure that declared their state first in flight, and then in 2013. Uh, the governor of Connecticut replaced the Wright brothers with Whitehead for a celebration of a state holiday. And then they had two more measures to honor oh Whitehead that were introduced by the state senator uh, in that year. <laughs> they literally were like, yeah, we've got this guy. And he absolutely flew first. And it's not true. It's, it's absolutely not true. There's no evidence that he did. Not that this is a political podcast, but... Do you know what uh, <laughs> this senator is? He uh, what what party he was part of? Oh, uh, which it's okay if you don't. Which, which senator? Kevin Kelly. Ooh, KK. What's his middle name? John. What's his middle name? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Oh my God! It was close. Kevin C. Oh, Kelly. Okay. Yikes. Yikes, this guy. He's Republican. No. He's Republican. No. He not is. that this is a political a podcast, but... Uh, not not that it is. <laughs> wow. I'm shocked. Can't believe it was a Republican. You're shocked that a Republican would support a measure based on zero evidence and uh, just to make himself... It just good. blew my hair back, John. I couldn't believe it. It just... <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so like this whole thing. So Scientific American... The, preeminent like scientific journal publishes this huge article that like step by step like debunks like the very little evidence that was there to begin with there was no photographic evidence there was no written evidence there was really only just the two people who claimed to have seen it and then the herald 
wrote an article about it. Yeah. Claiming that he flew for like seven miles. Like, uh, did he at least fly in Connecticut or did he like try to fly in another state? And then the other state is also going to be like, hey, let's put it on our license plate. Look, like, dude. I was about to say that because I think he flew in Pennsylvania. Yeah, so they should claim it. I mean, I mean, the thing Why is, the thing is, it. the flight is really freaking awesome. It's a cool gift, and without it, we probably would have gotten our our asses kicked in the world wars. But we had like one of the the first. Um, I mean, he wasn't called a Top Gun at the time, and that that wasn't a thing. But the first quote ace of aces. The best fighter pilot in World War One was Eddie Rickenbacker. It wasn't the Red. Is that a Red Baron? <laughs> it was not. It wasn't. And him. Rickenbacker is an Ohio guy, and the Rickenbacker Airport is like right, right here outside of Columbus. Holy shit! Dude. Yeah, and then was he was he one of the pilots that the Wright brothers were like training after they uh, like figured out? their whole right flyer situation and had like mark four of of the right that's a good question they they started because i don't know they started like a little pilot there was a guy i know there was the guy frank lamb was one of those guys i don't know if rickenbacker was so world war (laughs) ii the ace of aces the best uh fighter pilot at that point don gentile from ohio that's right shut up one of the first five tuskegee airmen was mac ross from ohio so like we were kicking ass like we owned the sky and then not just (laughs) not just in these wars but then we have we have a couple like badass heroes of ohio that show up and those are boys john glenn who was a marine corps fighter (laughs) pilot in world war ii and in the chinese civil war and in the korean war who won six distinguished flying crosses 18 air medals he was the first supersonic transcontinental flight he was the first american to orbit the earth in the friendship seven and then he turns around and helps form the ohio epa he's a u.s senator from 1974 to 1999 and he was married for 73 years he died at the age of 95 um, at the end of 2016 the dude was also the oldest guy to ever go to space at 77. John Glenn is one of the freaking <laughs> like oh, heroes of America. Like this guy yeah. was he was a test pilot doing all kinds of scary ass shit. He, he yeah. flew into orbit like this guy was such a badass. And then when he was done with all that stuff, he's like, you know what? I'm going to try and make the world a better place and I'm going to serve the country. So, so we got this guy first in orbit, right? So we just didn't, we did, we were like, you know what? We own the sky. What about past our atmosphere? <laughs> what about beyond? And the Glenn, Glenn bosses up. And then after that, <laughs> of course, everyone should know the first man on the moon, Neil Armstrong, baby from Ohio. He was a Navy pilot in Korea. He um, he won an air medal. He won two gold stars. And then after that, went back to college, got his bachelor's, got his master's degree, and then decided to be a test pilot for NASA. Oh, my God. First man on the moon. That's amazing. Yeah. Neil Armstrong, John Glenn, both these both these men fully goaded in the sauce. Just the 
just ballers. Like, I mean, freaking <laughs> unbelievable studs. Absolute, absolute goats. Really can't can't say enough about it. But so so we've got we've got the Neil Armstrong Museum in Ohio, which it looks like <laughs> a little lunar base, um, and it's just in the middle of cornfields yes. because, as we already know from last episode, uh-huh. everything's in the middle of a cornfield. Really, Ohio is where life is between all the cornfields. There we go. And then we got the Columbus <laughs> Airport is now the John Glenn uh, International oh, yeah. Airport. That's right. So a couple little knowns um, when it comes to yeah. well, first of all, first of all, we got the that's why we have the Wright Patterson Air Force Base here, right? And because it started mm-hmm. here, we've got this really amazing uh, the Air Force Museum is is there and they've got so many freaking cool things at the air force museum i grew up you know going there i don't know how many times i've been there and it's free because it's the government owns it so like you already paid for it you know it's military uh museums you could just go and i used to be like oh everyone always goes to the air force base when they come to ohio because you went there all the time and it was you know drove by it but it's pretty awesome. Like you can actually the thing cool. that uh, the thing that is really cool is you can like walk in and walk through. They've got one of this. You got to go again if you haven't been because they got one of the space shuttles in there, and you oh, can walk up. through one of the you know can take off and land again. That space shuttles that's been to space, hanging out in the hangar. That's they've awesome. got like they used to have this small like rocket wing with space stuff, and now it's just this huge space where they've got all of it um you know they've got some of the old orbiters they've got some of the cool like stealth bomber they got so many things in there it's unbelievable (laughs) it's really really an awesome museum the armstrong museum is cool with space stuff but uh but it's much smaller yeah, I've, it's been I yeah one two three uh, twenty seven years since I was uh, at the Wright Wright Pad Air Force Museum, which yeah, so it's is cool. The, but, uh, it's changed. I I will say I, it's changed. I will say a very close second is when I went to uh, uh, Flyboys Deli in downtown oh. Dayton, <laughs> and that's the one. <laughs> the deli close second to the museum. The yeah, go on, go on, it's, John. It's a close second, dude, because you walk in and it's like. On the wall, there's like, uh, <laughs> you laugh, and it is ridiculous. But you walk in, there's like I can't keep my water down. Of like, there is a mural painted on the wall of like famous a Indian mural. Country. John Glenn is painted. There's a, a mural. mural. Are you a shitting mural. me? Yes. One mural painted on the wall. Why even waste your time standing it's... in line at the Air Force Museum? I know. It's, see, you get it. Yeah. You get it. It's it's a mural. Everyone <laughs> loves that. It's got John Glenn. It's got Neil Armstrong. It's got all these different aviators painted on the wall. And then there's like pieces of like panels of planes, of different planes. Panels? Like a few of them. They have like. Like, like tiny pieces? With the rivets. Yeah. Pieces of planes. Pieces dude, of them. That are in frames on the wall. And then it gets better. It gets better. If you go around <laughs> the corner. There is, because that's that's where the open mic stand is. That right oh, where the okay. mural is. You you go around the corner. There's a big glass case, and it's got a bunch of model airplanes models of airplanes. Boom. Boom. Who like, needs to see full that, size when you can see pieces so yeah, and models? Think 
like a giant plane, but imagine it's a <laughs> fraction of the size. You can hold it in in your hand. Incredible. How powerful do you feel? Like, I mean, so much more powerful than walking through one of the Air Force (laughs) One, you know, planes. You could just hold one in the palm of your hands. Unbelievable. In the palm of your hands. And you thought that was it. (laughs) There's more? There's more. There's more. Uh, You (laughs) walk, take a step backwards. And turn left, and there's like a weird, creepy, Wait, dark how, how far closet. Back? You got you walk backwards, yeah. turn left. You, you walk backwards from the glass case, turn left, and then and then a little bit right, <laughs> and, and then you're pointing <laughs> at this closet. It's like this a I closet. It was like a closet. Who yes, needs to be seeing? There's a closet. <laughs> a closet with a flight simulator in it. <laughs> And by flight simulator, I mean a gaming chair and like a laptop in this dark room and like a, a big monitor. And I didn't go in there because I was a little scared. Um, but next time, next, next time. time we'll have to go. We'll get in the flight simulator that's actually just a broom closet and it's going to be awesome. Their sandwiches are actually pretty good. Yeah. Cool. I, hey, <laughs> enjoy the sandwich. Man. It was wild. It, I was like, am I at the Air Force it's Museum amazing. right now? I'm going to have to tell you. I know. This. You could have gotten into like a full size yeah. flight simulator. Or no. or an IMAX theater, but they got a closet, nope. so why waste your time? Closet, lights off, door shut, boom. It's like you're in a plane. So our, uh, um, so it didn't stop. I mean, we we named the big guys. We named the big guys, but I feel like oh yeah, um, John Glenn, Neil Armstrong, Wilbur. Or- so or- with Wilbur Glenn Ray. and Armstrong, um, there's been this uh, not just flight in the air and the Air Force and all this stuff. Uh, and Rickenbacker being a badass too, but we have owned space, man. So not only have we sent these guys there, we've got two facility, two NASA facilities in Ohio. When you think, I when you no think idea. NASA, what we got? We got Houston. We got like Cape Kennedy. Canaveral. Yep, Kennedy's whatever yep. space center in Cape Canaveral. But there are two research centers here. There is. Oh, I bet you can't guess who they're named after, John. Uh, is it John, John Glenn, Glenn Research Center? And wow, and the Neil, Neil Armstrong. Uh, there's Neil Armstrong Center too. Yes, you you win a prize. Nice. So there is oh, yeah. the John Glenn Research Center just outside of Cleveland, and they no um yeah so they like. They do a bunch of studies with microgravity and extreme environment studies. They gravity can get even smaller. Yeah, dude, micro serious? baby. But they they do they work on like power and propulsion systems, nuclear propulsion, all this other research and Holy technology shit, for flight. So <clears throat> they're like supporting all of the stuff that then happens, you know, with the okay. places that launch. And then that's pretty cool. But I tried to uh, yeah. I tried to go when I learned about the Neil Armstrong test facility, and I was up in Sandusky this summer. But it turns out oh, no yeah. f- no effing way, no one gets on the Neil Armstrong <laughs> Center. This place, like <laughs> you you drive close it. by it and you don't even know it's there. They don't they don't want you going there. Oh, weird. They have they got a lot so tight. and like I've seen pictures. They have pictures of the place, and it looks like this is just tiny building or whatever. But they got this huge field. Because they got all this stuff underground. They have like the largest. Oh, shit. They can make this. They've got like this gigantic vacuum tunnel 
so they can put like a whole spaceship inside this vacuum tunnel, Shit. suck out all Shut the oxygen up, and air, and see like no will this way. thing collapse in the vacuum of space? Oh my god! Dude, that's um, they awesome. have like the biggest wind tunnel in uh, maybe the world. Oh this hypersonic tunnel. So again, they can test. <clears throat> I want to these tour. things. You, there is no tour. There's like once a decade <laughs> they do like something where they let people like come on, um, and they have a thing. Ah. So uh, yeah, because this is this is like the high end stuff, and this this stuff is in Ohio, and it's in Ohio because really these handful of amazing you know men that accomplish these things. But it doesn't it doesn't stop with just the men. We also have sent women to space, particularly, I think, the one that people might catch if they've ever heard of Sunita Williams. Do you remember her name, John, from uh, from the news a handful of years ago? I know that name. Yes. She held the record for the most spacewalks by any woman, and she ran the Boston Marathon from space. Dang, dude. Ohio. But we have we have had... I don't even know. I can't count them, but let's just list them off. NASA astronauts from Ohio. I'm going to mispronounce them, but we got Charles Bassett, Kenneth Cameron, Nancy Curry, Don Eisel, Michael Foreman, Michael Gernhart, Michael Good, lots of Michaels, Greg Harbaugh, Carl <laughs> Hines or Henneyes, Thomas Hennon, Terrence Hendricks, Gregory Johnson, Jim Lovell. You should know Lovell. David Lowe. I didn't realize he was Robert Overmeyer. Ronald Price. The man played by Tom Hanks. Judy Resnick. Ronald Sega. Robert Springer. Donald Thomas. Carl Walls. Mary Ellen Weber. Sunita Williams. Damn. Okay. We own space. A... We own the air. We're killing it. <laughs> That's a pretty big mic drop for Ohio. Yeah. Actually. Tiny little, tiny state. Uh... A lot of heart. It, that's the heart of it all, baby. <laughs> so join us next time as we continue to plow the verdant ground of Ohio's contributions to the world. Uh, yeah. So thank, thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We really pl- appreciate you. Uh, hopefully coming back again and listening and if you did thanks for coming back and if it's your first time thank you drive safe and remember all roads lead to ohio